welcome everyone to the comic multiverse where the worlds of nerd meet matt it's sunday night we're back again here live on youtube and twitch with all of our friends uh gonna be a pretty good show this week we got comics to talk about we got some news to cover uh how you been matt been pretty good been pretty good been uh been playing some of that 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 pokemons same and then pokemon's been catching all my all my favorite pokemons i just caught a psyduck just before Ooh, nice that's a good one i uh i think i'm actually near the end of the story mode Ooh, of the okay. game but i know there's like a whole bunch of like post-game stuff everyone's saying that this has probably been one of the like media's post games pokemon has had in a while oh that's nice yeah that's cool very have you seen it because they're like you can collect like a hundred plus unknowns and then all those wisps if you want to get spiritum you got to collect 108 of those oh nice no i didn't know about the the wisp i did know about the pokemon you can capture though yes uh if you want spiritum which historically has always been one of the toughest pokemon and also has made you jump through the most hoops to get it yeah yeah okay it's 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 a dark ghost type and for a little bit it was quite legendary because it was one of like only two pokemon that had no weaknesses to anything Ooh. yeah so it's it was basically like a broken pokemon forever <laughs> until they invented the fairy type <laughs> we haven't seen that in pokemon for a bit like they pretty much settled down with their types but like for the first couple generations there it's like ah psychics are too powerful we better introduce dark types and we better introduce steel types to balance those out and ice too to balance that <laughs> uh, okay fairy i think we're good now <laughs> i know people keep joking like where do you go after you've exhausted like all the regular elements like digital okay now yeah. you're just fucking making digimon <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I i haven't like been keeping up with pokemon since like uh like like properly since like the original series mm. so like all these new ones i'm like what the fuck is digital what the fuck is this what the <laughs> fuck is that so so a lot of the in jokes and references that are in arceus because there's a shit ton probably went right over your head probably yeah so let, let me tell you something that's going to completely blow your mind every character you meet in legends arceus is the ancestor of someone famous from one of the see, other games see, see yeah no i figured that that was gonna happen i was i was like waiting for like oh where's you know this guy's ancestor mm -hmm. or something yep. you know yeah i figured that was gonna be like a thing oh yeah i found something crazy today because you know obviously the two rival clans in the game are the diamond clan and the pearl clan if you yep. go to their respective camps out in the wilderness they have like little pictures there on their offerenda of like the founders of their clan yep. and it's archie and maxi who are the villains <laughs> of team magma and team yeah. aqua but their ancestors they're like oh so they've been fighting each other forever <laughs> they're the goddamn hatfields and mccoys of pokemon <laughs> I don't even know why they're fighting anymore, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm all about it. It's it's great. It's a lot of fun. Great great game purchase in a year where it feels like there's a lot of big games coming out. Ooh, ooh, starting next week, yeah. Ooh. What do we got? We got Sifu. I know that's one I was actually looking yeah, that, into. That comes out the end of this week, I think. I'm hold, I'm holding off on that for a little bit just because because next week we've got Horizon Forbidden right. Wilds, and then the week after that we have Elden Ring. I still need to play the first Horizon, 
because the sequel looks good and I want to know what I'm doing. And Elden Ring <clears> looks <throat> awesome too, but I also feel so guilty picking up a new like From Software game because I have never beaten any of the other <laughs> From Software uh, games. Get on that. Beat them. I've beaten all the Dark Souls. I've beaten Bloodborne. I haven't beaten Sekiro just because that one is so fucking hard. I know. I, I always get a little further than I think I was capable mm -hmm. of. Like Bloodborne, mm -hmm. like, I, like people watched me stream Bloodborne for the first time and I actually got pretty far. I think I got like three bosses deep in Sekiro mm -hmm. and then just for one reason or another I never went back to them and I'm like well then now I feel like the kid who's not eating his vegetables you gotta eat your <laughs> vegetables before you get to the new Elden Ring even though it looks freaking crazy and it's open world yeah and it looks uh, from everything I've heard it looks to be like the learning curve isn't as as high Steep, yeah. yeah oh the chat mentioned Dying Light too yeah I never beat dying light one even though i got it on one of those steam sales and i'm like mm -hmm. well do i have to finish this before i can start the next one i don't know yeah i'm holding off on that one that and seafood ones i'm just holding off on probably pick up a little bit later on in the year i will say like i wasn't all that interested in dying light but then they're like oh it has actual rpg choices that matter oh that's cool can mm -hmm. i block this time yes you can actually block like a normal person <laughs> in a normal game now, that was one of the weirdest things in the original dying light yeah. oh you can't block you can like parry and you can like bruce lee them like water and i'm like well why yeah. can't i just block though yeah just just block you, you've got a sword just block <laughs> in a game that's 90 percent melee fighting why can i not just block like a normal person? exactly exactly that that drove me crazy <laughs> even though the free running was really fun yeah oh yeah it was ex excellent yeah, and there was actually more of a story than I thought there would be, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which is something in those zombie games where usually they phone home, but on this one they didn't. Yeah. All right, is that everything then? We want to hop into the news for this week? Yeah, let's go. All right, so uh, a big story that dropped this week that I was not expecting, uh, Peter David will be returning to Marvel Comics for a brand new miniseries, a brand new Fantastic Four miniseries, but not the first family that you know and love the all-new Fantastic Four, that old retro concept with Hulk, Wolverine, Spider-Man, Ghost Rider, well, they're pulling that out again. Yeah, they, they, they've been kind of toying with that idea for a little bit mm. now because they did, they did that in, um, in Empire. Yep, they had like they, they had like Spider-Man, Wolverine, and all that join the uh, Fantastic Four for a little bit there, and it's kind of been played with here and there, but yeah, we're getting a brand new book with them in it. And Superior Foes is literally, or yeah, Superior yeah. Four is literally referencing that yes. incarnation yeah. of the team. Yeah. Which makes me think, are they going to show up in this too? Are they going to be the villains in that? Yeah. I feel like that has to be right, where it's got to be, you know. They, they've, assem they've assembled this team specifically to deal with the Superior They're Four. Yeah, to deal with their evil doppelgangers, because it looks like an idea that's already bigger than Devil's Reign, so I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Also, Peter David. Are we cool with Peter David? I always feel like he's one of those writers where it's like, are we mad at him this week or aren't we? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. That, 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 that's the uh, the thing of being, uh, uh, I guess, a creative in the current year. You've got to, you've got to check him out before before yeah. you start singing their praises because, you know. Absolutely. I, I, I know there was a lot of old form posts from back in the day of him <laughs> saying some anti-Semitic shit. I'm like, did he ever apologize for that? Because it was so long ago. It was like on the early days of forms. I don't remember. Nah. And to my thing, it's like, well, if the writer's getting shit, I'm not going to cover their book. <laughs> I don't want to get shit in my own comments. I get enough shit for books I like from writers I like. Yeah, exactly. I don't need to, you know, roll downhill to me. But overall, 
fun, cool concept there. If you have any nostalgia for this version of the Fantastic Four, there you go. And uh, hey, we're going to be talking more about Fantastic Four later in the show because you picked up Reckoning War. I did, yeah. I am very interested. Do they blow up the moon again? I heard they blew up they, the moon again. They blew up the moon again. <laughs> for those keeping track, this is like the fifth or sixth time they've destroyed the moon in Marvel Comics. <laughs> yeah, every other week, you know. <laughs> One of my favorite things is, I forget if it was Avengers, yeah, it was Avengers No Surrender. They lost the moon, and then J uh, Jim Zub made a real point in his Agents of Wakanda book to bring the moon back. <laughs> He's like, hey guys, we didn't bring the moon back at the end of that story, so in case you were wondering, don't worry, Earth still has a moon. <laughs> Just a bunch of people looking up at the night sky, angry, shaking their fist over the yeah. lack of moon. God damn, and then the fucking moon people, man. The moon people, they screwed us again, Matt. <laughs> the damn moon people. <laughs> Buy your damn moon people shirt over at the Comic Multiverse Tea Public Shop. I know we don't update it. I know we don't talk about it, but it's there. <laughs> Walk around with this weird-ass podcast reference that it keeps coming back to. <laughs> Uh, now, another new book coming out in a week that was filled to the brim with brand new Marvel announcements. Uh, David Popose, actually, a uh, friend of the channel and fan yeah. of the channel, actually, he yes. follows us both. The man behind Spencer and Locke and going to the chapel uh, surprised everyone this week because he is going to be the mind behind the big Savage Avengers relaunch. Yeah, this is this is very strange because the Savage Avengers just finished up like two weeks ago. Did it really? I'm, yeah, like two, three weeks ago. Not too long ago. I assumed it had been done for way longer. No, no, no. I, I, at least, because I, I remember people talking about that final issue, uh, like the, the writers and artists on that book. Uh, so yeah, this is quite interesting that it's coming back now. And it's, it's a pretty cool team as well very interesting team obviously of course we got cloak and dagger which i'm just always happy to see them in stuff they're yeah. like one of those groups that i just pull for like good for you for being in something yeah uh we got conan the barbarian of course because savage sword of conan kind of is the guy who makes it the savage avengers yeah. to begin with yeah uh conan being here is interesting too because i heard a lot of people saying that they thought that the conan like company the conan estate mm -hmm. had pulled the contract from marvel or they weren't going to up it and in the back of my mind, I'm like, no, I think that's wrong, actually, because, again, we had Jim Zub on the show forever ago who wrote Conan, and he told us that the deal they basically have with Marvel is, is they get the right of refusal on everything. So every time they want to do something new with Conan, they got to run it past them, and they yeah. either okay it or veto it. So they okayed it again. Yeah, and, and they've ju they just started a uh, – Jason Aaron just started a Conan book as well. The, oh, King, really? the King Conan book, yeah. Oh, that's right. So yeah, there's still a lot of life left for Conan at Marvel. Yeah. Uh, then we got some weirder choices in here. Weapon H, are you for <laughs> yeah. fucking Remember real? Remember Weapon H? <laughs> He's back now in Pog form. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, I am genuinely shocked that someone remembered Weapon yeah. H because they were all in on him for a bit. He had his yeah. own series, his own events. <laughs> well, he for, for a short time there, he was like the only like Hulk Wolverine that's true like because it was at that weird time where like hulk kind of went away and like wolverine yeah. was dead yeah so if you wanted it you had to get it from weapon h but they're they're back now and you know what points points for picking a weird character david you know what points for picking someone that we all almost forgot yeah. and we know no one else was using him so yeah exactly so you can basically do whatever the hell you want and i'm sure he'll write something interesting because no one just picks weapon h if they don't have something to say with weapon h yeah yeah 
Uh, then we, of course, have uh, Agent, or not even Agent, just regular old Anti-Venom, who is not an agent anymore. Flash Thompson has returned to the monstrous original form, and that's that's something. That, yeah, I wonder if this is going to pick up anywhere where, like, we last left off where, like, aliens were, like, trying to kill him. Yeah, I don't even remember how that story ended, that it, Savage Carnage book. Yeah, well they they were trying to kill they were trying to kill like symbiotes that had like yeah. bonded with humans but for like good purposes. There was like some barista who had cancer and like yes, the symbiote was like that. helping him and they they went after him and then Yes, that was the Flash issue, decided to go that. after these guys, yeah. Yes, and then he was fighting like an evil senator who is actually mm-hmm. a villain in the Venom book right now. Yep. I should probably go back and finish that. I, I know someone showed some early art there, and he looked to be in his regular agent form, so clearly something happens to him that makes him all monster out again. Maybe that's his his savage form. Ah, uh, gotta keep it nice and savage. Yeah. Hashtag savage, like the kids <laughs> say. <laughs> Speaking of that, a lot of people noted that this series seemed to return to the all-new, all-different titling. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Which, again, I thought is a fun little callback there where it's like, hey, everyone, remember Weapon H? Hey, remember this when yeah. everything was all new, all different? Remember this time that people kind of liked? I can't really remember if people liked it or not. I can't either because it's been so fucking long. Yeah. Comics, they all bleed together. It's yeah. Fun. I think I, I'm sure we liked stuff in it because we like stuff in every era. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then the other two really surprising choices here are Black Knight who is obviously getting a big push now because mm-hmm. he's in Eternals and he's Jon Snow and he's probably going to be in more movies, so we should probably up, you yep. know, his uh, up his presence a little bit. Sure, why not? He's a good fit for this. They got a barbarian, so why not have a knight? Yeah, why not? Why not have a knight? Why not? I, I would happily watch these two <laughs> in a book together. That sounds like a pretty good fit. But the weirdest and most surprising and most compelling, actually is Electra Daredevil is going to continue yeah. to be on the book as well. She's not giving up her Daredevil mantle. She's going to be sharing it with Matt. And we already know that that book is going to be continuing under Zdarsky and Chichetto. So it's cool that they're not doing away with Electra either. <clears throat> she's not becoming a background character. She's actually sticking around. Yeah, that's really cool. And it kind of like makes sense that they'd continue with that character because she seems to be quite popular as the as Daredevil. Definitely. Um, it's just such a good-looking costume. It is. Too, it really it? is. It really fucking is. Like, why is. would you want to get rid of that? <laughs> yeah, it's so good. And the, the funny thing is, just like her, it's basically like her electric costume, but with a mask. Yeah, with the little little scarfy doodad. Yeah. Although, also, thank you, Pat Senior, for the <clears throat> subscription. There, always appreciate it. Thank you. But yeah, this uh, this has definitely piqued my interest. There, I know I am not reading many team books right now that aren't like X Men or Suicide Squad, but this. This is just weird enough, just outside the box enough, and with just enough cult characters in it. I'm like, all right, yeah. I gotta see this. Yeah, it is a bunch of characters that you wouldn't expect to be on this team. And it's characters as well that people haven't really seen in a while. So mm-hmm. David could go kind of ham on like what he can do with them, I guess. So yeah. Yeah, this is a very good mix. Yeah, I don't see him running into much editorial interference <laughs> on a lot of these characters. Yeah, yeah. And hey, there's a good chance to like whenever there's a new team book or whenever there's a new book period, I always go in with the feeling like, does this have the chance to be the best story ever told with these characters? And with mm-hmm. a lot of them, there's probably a good chance it's going to be the best story told with a lot of these characters. Yeah, there's a good chance, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Eric asking us which Black Knight, Dane or his daughter, also sharing the mantle right now. Are they? Is that how that book ended? His yeah. last miniseries? Well, it definitely looks like Dane. It's Dane, but I wouldn't be shocked if we get some reference to the daughter as well. Yeah. 
I, di I didn't even know he had a daughter. Neither did I. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't read that last mini, but I know that last mini had a lot of people interested in it because of the Eternals connection. Yeah. Well, that's cool. So there's a book that I'm sure Matt and I will cover uh, when it comes out. Definitely. Now, speaking of Eternals, and we were Judgment Day. Marvel's next big event that they want us to get all hyped about. Uh, we know officially that it's going to be Karen Gillan writing it, and we got a cool poster. We do, yeah. Got a cool poster going on that it looks like it's going to be more of the X-Men, the mutants of Krakoa fighting the Eternals and the Avengers kind of in there trying to play mediator between these two groups. Yeah, well, we know the, the some Eternals are definitely targeting the Avengers, specifically people like Robbie Reyes, because they ah, can now right. talk with Celestials and whatnot. And uh, I mean, the Avengers are living in what is essentially the corpse of their god which is going to cause some issues. Yeah, so I know that there's some uh, conflict happening there, but yeah, we, we saw that there was like other teasers which were like quotes from characters. Yes. And one of them was from Drugan, and it was about something how they mentioned like... We uh, killed all the yeah, ex deviants yeah, except could, for but we mutants. left some. Yeah, except for mutants or something, yeah. And I'm like, oh, you motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Drug, you are the worst. <laughs> But I do love that that's their kind of thinking, that they view the mutants as uh, freaking deviants. And also, we theorized before, hey, aren't the X-Men eternal now, too? Because they also cannot die. They yes. have also cheated death. And won't that, you know, piss the Eternals off that they're yeah. horning in on their immortality racket? I, again, yeah, that's probably uh, a big factor of that, yeah. And the fact that it's Gillen writing it, too, who's also writing the main Eternals book, yeah? Yep. So that has me more interested. I'm like, okay, so I get the feeling this is going to be a little bit more high-minded and mm -hmm. a little more out there than your average uh, Marvel, you know, crossover yeah. event. Or oh, definitely will if if gone just by his like Eternals book, which is just full of that sort of stuff. Then yeah, this will be as well. As you know, as tired and burnt out as I am on your traditional hero v hero type of story, this seems like it has the making of a little bit more than that. And it's been building for a while now. This isn't just something true. that's just happening. No, true. They have definitely, you know, planted the seeds for this. Yeah. A while. So yeah, I, I, I was not down for Judgment Day, but now I'm a little down for Judgment Day. Yeah, I, I, I'd suggest like, I'd know like getting like a the cliff notes of like his eternals run so far there's only yeah. eight issues up now at the moment plus like uh, three uh specials honestly i feel like i could probably read those and i know you spoke highly of them so yeah. i want to read them now. they are they're fucking great i gotta read that and i gotta read timeless i guess and then i'll be up to speed yeah maybe maybe i'll make a story so far on it for the channel in lieu of uh judgment day there to get people ready on my channel because mm. i haven't been covering it yeah yeah, that's, that's what I want to do, give myself some more work to do. <laughs> uh, welcome to life as a YouTuber content creator. Everyone, I just can't read a book because it looks fun and interesting. I got to read it and then also plan to make a video on it later. Yep, yep. yep. All, all my fun must be monetizable. <laughs> also, too, you know, from a multimedia standpoint, you can tell that this is absolutely something Marvel wanted for a long time. Oh, get our you know two biggest teams and our team that we want to be the third biggest team to fight each other exactly exactly 
you know, this will this will catapult the Eternals. Uh, what is it into the stratosphere <laughs> to the moon? Yeah. Well, it can't go to the moon. It's been blown up. <laughs> oh yeah, shit. That's right. When we get the moon back, we'll go there. <laughs> yeah. they, they go to the moon, and the Inhumans are there. Like, ah, your turn to fight with the X Men and the Avengers, huh? <laughs> ah, we yeah, did that, that before. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that was us last week. <laughs> Drink some coffee. <laughs> I'm going back to bed. Wake me when you need me. <laughs> Yeah, I guess they never technically brought the Inhumans back, did they? No, well, I thought Reckoning War was going to do that, because Reckoning War, like, the, the entire uh, event and everything uses the same font and logo as the Eternals, as the, oh. the Inhumans. And I thought, I mean, it still could. We only it have could. one issue it's and everything. Issue, right? But, um, yeah, I, I seriously thought they were going to come back. And they've, they've got to come back at some point. Oh, yeah. Again, I keep saying they will be back in time for that Miss Marvel show when they reestablish Inhumans. Yeah, well, I don't know if she's going to be an Inhuman in that. Oh, yeah, that's still the hot rumor floating around. I yeah. think she will be. Maybe not in season one. Maybe they'll be all coy and weird about where she got her powers, but eventually they'll have to get there. Yeah. They'll be like, oh, yeah, a mysterious cloud. I don't know what it was. Gave me powers. <laughs> yeah, this weird gas. Yeah, I got I got bitten by a radioactive Stretch Armstrong. <laughs> and now suddenly I have powers. I was pelted <laughs> by stretchy cosmic rays. <laughs> Actually, that's not a bad way to build the show, actually, where she doesn't even know where her powers came from. Yeah, she just wakes up with them one day. Yeah, again, nice puberty metaphor there. Yeah, I, know, I, just, I, I just woke up on the floor. There was, like, pieces of rock around me and everything, and yeah, I yeah. could suddenly stretch. And now I have powers. How about that? <laughs> I know I've had this conversation with people before there where they're like, you know, would Miss Marvel have been as popular as she was if they had made her just another mutant? you know or just another eternal or whatever and honestly i think being an inhuman helped her a lot because she was quickly able to rise to the top tier of those yeah. groups of characters yeah yeah there's not many like good uh, good inhumans yeah you know they're kind of like uh got a, some bad powers in those inhumans <laughs> yeah, only only, she... only a few that have really good ones yeah, that she could be a triple A in human overnight. It's the, yeah. the whole big fish in a small pond thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, I, and I like it too, just like from a team building point of view, where it's like, yeah, you know, for a good team, you want representatives from every part of your superhero universe. You want some mutants and inhumans and eternals and everyone together. Yeah, I'm also, I also think she's the only inhuman outside the royal family to actually get their own book. Yes, I believe you are correct. Well, Karnak. Well, I guess Karnak is in the royal He's family. He's technically in the royal family, yeah. So there you go, if we want to say that. Actually, hey, uh, I know people don't love this concept when it was new, the whole Avengers Unity Squad thing from after uh, Avengers versus X-Men. I would love to see them do a new Avengers Unity Squad that is mutants, Avengers, and Eternals all together in one team. That'd be pretty cool. I Yeah, I'd like to see, some, like, out of this event, like a new Avengers team, yeah. team form, yeah, where it's like a mixture of, of all, all of them three. together. Yeah, that'd be really cool throw vision on there to represent cyborgs throw an inhuman <laughs> on there and then you have your entire uh, universe all yeah. uh, represented there you go got a wakandan and atlantean and asgardian we know you got plenty <laughs> so yeah moving on from there to another uh story a new book uh that we can expect soon this is from dc this time around and that is jurassic league a brand new six issue miniseries that sees all your favorite dc heroes uh reimagined as dinosaurs yeah uh th th this looks great it's been written by daniel warren johnson who uh did the recent uh beta ray bill book which was one of my top 10 of last Same. year 
was fantastic. Jake's amazing. Absolutely fantastic. Um, uh, when I first saw this idea, I'm like, you know, Justice League is dinosaurs. I don't know if I love that idea. Then I saw it was being like co-written and drawn by Daniel Warren Johnson. I'm like, all right, there you go. That's you got me. You got me. You got me. <laughs> That's all I needed to hear, because very similar. It's like, oh, really? You're giving Beta Ray Bill his own book? How good thing can that be? Oh, one of the best of the year? Good. Okay, then I'm sure the Silly Dinosaur <laughs> book can also be good. It, what was even funny is is uh, Daniel's quote, which is like, I like I like the Justice League, but I would I would like them better if they were dinosaurs. <laughs> and that was Agreed. like his whole like idea. <laughs> I, I'm all about it. I mean, hey, if the Marvel Universe could have their like Marvel apes, thing they did where they were all like apes oh, yeah. and monkeys. Yeah, why why can't they also be dinosaurs in the Justice League? Mm. Yeah. And these designs are pretty good too. Yeah, they 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 look really cool. The Joker one looks really cool. He's like a raptor weird nice. looking thing and yeah. Yeah, and again six issues of fun. Yeah. Which which is And I'm all sure there'll be some sometimes. profound, like deep story as well from Daniel in as well it, in somewhere, there. yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, if you can tell, like, a great story about, like, rejecting toxic masculinity and learning to love yourself with Beta Ray Bill, Lord only knows what he can do with dinosaurs. Yeah, hey, maybe we're all a dinosaur on the inside. <laughs> yeah, I, I often feel like that. Maybe we're all going extinct. Maybe we all just have to come to terms with the fact that our bones will be in museums one day. <laughs> it's just, like, really fucking dark and apocalyptic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're all just facing the end of the world. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like that first Ice Age movie, the only good one. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go, everyone. There's a fun dinosaur book coming down the pipeline that will be well written and definitely look good. Yeah. Alrighty then. So after that, uh, we got some more DC newness that you can look forward to. This is a black label book. And, uh, hold on everyone hold up buckle in are, are you sitting down because i don't want you to faint it's a new black label book that's not about batman what what is, 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 is that even legal can they even do that <laughs> yeah. apparently yes they can when your name is joshua williamson who very soon will be he, delivering to us rogues yeah joshua williamson the guy who owns dc at the moment he really fucking does <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Rogues is exactly what it sounds like. It's Joshua Williamson, a guy who wrote over 100 issues of critically acclaimed Flash, coming back to the Flash well once again to tell us a story about older, broken-down Flash villains getting together for one last heist. Yeah, and like the artwork we saw of it, it just looks fantastic. This is this is 100% my bag. Wait, imagine if it is Batman. It's like, Flash doesn't <sighs> stop it, it's Batman stops it. <laughs> damn it you tricked up because <laughs> he's writing batman at the moment <laughs> at the moment yeah but yeah this this is cool this is exactly what i want to see out of dc black label yeah. cool outside the box ideas like this absolutely this is what black label should be exactly more adult stories about broken down captain colds trying to make one more one more big score yeah yeah just one more and we're out of the business because you know nothing ever goes wrong with one last job no, and one last no, heist. no it always goes like perfectly a hundred percent of the time it works all the time <laughs> <laughs> yeah this uh this is cool again i i can't wait to see what the old broken down heist movie versions of all of flash's villains are gonna be yeah it's gonna be cool because if snart is danny ocean you know who are the other guys gonna be exactly 
one guy's going to be in a wheelchair, one guy's going to be divorced. <laughs> oh, that'd be great, like reverse flash in a wheelchair. Oh, yeah, I can't run like I used to, man. <laughs> now, again, the big question, too, in the chat is mentioning this one. When is Williamson going to find time to write this on top of writing everything else at DC at the moment? Um, I don't know. Apparently, he's already written it, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> does Does he sleep? If I could interview him, I'd love to know. How many hours do you sleep, sir? He's reintroducing cocaine into the DC bullpen. <laughs> into the wall but see i got this magic white powder that makes uh stories come out yeah yeah i, I don't know where it came from but it, it's just so good hell it just, keeps you up all night you know you just take a little of this and then suddenly all your bad ideas are great ideas <laughs> <laughs> and even if they're not don't worry because you wrote six years ahead <laughs> seriously again the the fact that this dude can do so much and don't worry we'll be talking more about williamson later because uh he also completely uh retconned uh dc history this week as well yeah yeah he had a he had a great week this week <laughs> had a big week a big week i tell you <laughs> uh you know who else had a big week uh dakota johnson she did because she got cast as Madam Web in an upcoming Spider-Man project that may or may not happen. Because, yeah. again, I, d I don't trust any new Spider-Man project <laughs> that's not Spider-Verse or Tom Holland. Yeah, yeah. again, Sony adamant that this movie's going to happen. This movie was in the uh, in those Sony leaks all those years that's ago. Right. They, they, they're adamant they want this to fucking happen. I love I saw a lot of people saying, but what Madam Web? There's several to which I said, you don't have to worry about that because it's not going to get made. <laughs> Well, you don't have to worry about that because Sony hasn't read the comics. <laughs> yeah, so again, I'm sure it will be nothing. <laughs> I'm sure it will be absolutely nothing. Again, the fact that there's... It's almost like they knew they had to get this story out now. Like, oh, we got to get this story out now to get people excited for Madam <laughs> Web because they might feel differently after April 1st and Morbius. Because <laughs> this is all still essentially rocking on the success of Morbius. Pretty much, yeah. And again, too, as we said before, after Spider-Man No Way Home and how they treated the Venom crossover, they're never going to actually cross over in any meaningful way. So, like, you don't actually need to watch any of them. Yeah, yeah. The Sony movies are just, yeah, you don't need to watch them. You don't need to watch and, them. And, and it's, it's even better because they're all bad as well. Except for Spider-Verse, which is great and is his own thing. Is his own thing, yeah, until it's not... <laughs> until it's not anymore spider-verse you can see that's the thing it's <laughs> totally cool to see that one because that's animated and does its own thing yeah again i just it's it's so amazing sony they like look at all these scraps that they have left over from spider-man and they're like yeah we can make movies out of this we can totally make a universe out of these scraps yeah we can make an aunt may spy thriller oh yeah people will love to see that it worked great for pennyworth <laughs> well i mean it kind of did pennyworth got a season two and i think a season I, three <laughs> i can't and a comic believe that. i cannot believe that i feel like i am taking crazy pills i feel i that. feel like as well every time i hear about pennyworth and, and and hear how it's like getting another season or something i feel like i need to be like okay i need to watch this just i need to see what this is I, I can only assume, and maybe we'll have to do a special episode of Retro Hero Video where we watch an episode of Pennyworth. You know, for science, for science. I feel like it has to be, it, it's got to be like JAG. It's got to be like TV for old people yeah. that is completely like unchallenging and like you can half watch it. Board Housewives or something for like, yeah. you know, three o'clock in the, in the afternoon sort of thing. 
yeah, like you, it's not prestige television. You can like half watch it and kind yeah. of know what's going on. Like like they had a generic spy show ready to go that yeah. was also a period piece, and they're like, hey, can we change the name to Alfred on this? And they're like, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. I feel that has to be how it is. Because mm-hmm. I don't know anyone who watches it. You don't know no. anyone who watches it. It's the same with the comic. I don't know who anyone who reads that comic. Yeah. TJ in the chat says he wants. Okay, you're the one person we know, TJ. You are the one. <laughs> or maybe I was high for both seasons, he said. I don't know. Maybe you dreamed it. Maybe we all just collectively dreamed Pennyworth. <laughs> it's the Bernstein Bears. It's not real. You know, I, I talk, though, about, you know, studios wanting to make, like, movies and stuff out of scraps. And then I look over at DC and it's like, wait, isn't Peacemaker, like, your best show? And isn't that essentially a scrap that you made into solid gold? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess it helps that Peacemaker was, like, a character who had his own book for a little bit. Madam Web has, like, never been more than a supporting character. You're trying to make something out of a supporting character. Exactly. But but, but I imagine we'll, we'll be getting the, the, the Madam Web series oh, yes. <laughs> soon. The riveting tales yeah. of Madam Web. Yeah, because it's like, even though we don't like that Sony's doing its own thing, the comics feel <clears throat> weirdly indebted to them also to mm-hmm. connect in multimedia. Yeah. Is that just them feeling like, well, I know if we can sell more Madam Web books than we ever did before because of the movie, we might as well. We can give sell it a try. one more than we did before. <laughs> didn't didn't they try and give us a new Morbius book and didn't it get cancelled after like two issues? I'm fairly certain, yeah. I do remember that Morbius book you're talking about and I don't remember hearing anything about it after it got announced. <laughs> No, because fans just had no fucking time for it. They're like, we refuse to read a new comic based on a shitty movie. Yeah, yeah, I think they canceled it like two issues in because the movie kept getting pushed back. And they're like, okay, yeah. so we're releasing a comic we didn't want to release without even the assistance of a shitty movie. Yeah, it was meant to tie in with the movie. It was not tie in with the movie, but like be out at the same time. Yeah, and then they kept moving it and kicking it down the road a little bit. Yeah. That's a mother of a fucker, isn't it? Yeah. See, see, see. If if Sony was smart, they they would they would maneuver Madam Web into like the Watcher role that Marvel mm. Studios has at the moment, and just do like an animated series. That's oh, that's I like basically that. what if, but like what if like just all based around Spider Man. Tales from the Spider Verse. Yeah. I am Madam Web. Tales the from the Web. the Web. I like it. Yeah. Now, now see what other freaky stories we have over here. Yeah, basically make her the Crypt Keeper. I like that. Did that blow your fucking mind? Well, <laughs> guess what? We've got another one. <laughs> see, at that point, they just start running out of Spider-Man stories. Okay, we've given you every good Spider-Man Elseworlds we have. Um, In this universe, uh, Peter eats a sandwich. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> took 400 korean animators to make this <laughs> 200 million dollars <laughs> yeah exactly all money well spent in the sony machine <laughs> do you like it do you like us yet <laughs> that's that's the real feeling i get from all these sony uh spider-man projects do you like us yet yeah yeah it, it feels very desperate yeah and the answer is you're trying too hard yeah yeah Spider-Verse was so great because it was effortless. You weren't trying so hard. Yeah, you let the creatives do all the work. You, you yeah. weren't putting your fingers in everything and, you know, every yeah. rod coming around greasily touching everything. <laughs> yeah, really. I could make this into a toy, I bet. <laughs> yes, Avi, we know you're really into the business of toys, or at least you used to be. 
wonder how Avi Arad feels about modern day action figures and like everything Hasbro's putting out in these Marvel retro lines. I wonder how he feels. Yeah, he probably likes it. Well, he probably does because they're literally re-releasing for premium prices shit he made 20 years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, yes, I like that one. It looks like the one that I made. Yeah, I wonder if he'll get a dedication at the end of Morbius like he did for oh. Fa- uh, No Way Home. Probably. The biggest Spider-Man fan. The biggest <laughs> Spider-Man fan, Avi Arad. <laughs> <laughs> what a What a guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh all right then so moving on from that non-story <laughs> uh just some star wars news actually uh christopher cantwell had been teasing this all week and we finally have confirmation he's going to be writing the next big star wars book which surprise surprise is gonna be a new obi-wan book now why why would they do that matt oh, at this but, time a new Obi-Wan I, I, book? I mean i'm probably because there's the new obi-wan tv series happening and it's probably going to be coming say. out around the time this comic comes out I, I know they floated around a couple dates, but I feel like the most interesting one is they said it's probably coming out in May to coincide with May the 4th. Yeah, and that's when this book comes out, so yeah. How about that? Yeah, funny how that works. Yeah. So so what is this going to be? Is this going to be like another Untold Tales of Obi-Wan so we can it, jump around in his life? Well, it's a mini-series. It's an, it sounds like it's going to be an anthology. Right. Where, where I, I it, It's very vague in like the, the description, but I think each issue is going to be a portion of his life so like mm. you see him as a pad as like a, a youngling padawan uh jedi knight and then like old man obi-wan yeah they said like the padawan the clone wars general the yeah. hermit of the wastes yeah which again i have to wonder is that is that what the new obi-wan show is going to be like because we still don't totally know what that no. obi-wan show is going to be about no but we know it involves fucking inquisitors and darth vader uh. and all these fucking things yeah which I like those things. Yes, they they're, they're good things. I I like those things, and also as we have seen with Boba Fett, just because you think you know what the show is about doesn't mean you're gonna know <laughs> what it's about. Because <laughs> we might do that Clone Wars thing where we'll just stop and have a two episode Din story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Again, we'll just stop this and we'll have a two episode Boba Fett story. <laughs> <laughs> did that blow your mind that we just did that in the middle and i'm like i i I liked it it was very good actually thank you yeah damn right you did (laughs) but yeah this is cool i know you're a big cantwell fan from all of his tv work and his iron man work and his dr doom work so basically this is like someone made a book exactly for you oh yeah totally and it caught me off guard because i i only i only saw one of his the tees before he announced this and i'm like oh shit he's writing a star wars book holy shit what is it gonna be and then it's obi-wan kenobi and it's like oh that 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 fits that fits again i don't get a chance to read as many of the star wars books as i like but this one looks compelling enough where it's like okay so this is just easy pick up and read yeah and it's uh, five or six issues so yeah nice nice so there you go you got some star wars loving for you yeah and uh, uh, seeing as we're on the subject of Star Wars, anyway, how about that last Boba Fett, man? Oh, you mean Luke Skywalker training Grogu for fucking forty minutes? <laughs> Which is also pretty fucking good. There, <laughs> I, I, I love Luke asking the questions that are on all of our minds. Hey, baby Grogu, uh, you know Yoda talked kind of weird. Uh, do you all do that? <laughs> I just love that for like decades he has just been dying to ask this question. Yeah, finally I can ask this. <laughs> finally, and he's like, ah, you can't talk at all. Shit. <laughs> but but if we keep raising you though, will you talk normal or will you talk weird like Yoda? 
Also, man, that freaking, you know, deep fake face tech they have. Fuck, man, it looks so good, doesn't it? It's amazing and it's also fucking terrifying. Oh, it is. It it's even more terrifying cuz the um the guys behind it, Matthew Wood who does all the sound design and stuff for Lucasfilms, he said, "Oh, Mark Hamill gave us no lines. That was all uh generated by an AI, an AI neural network." <laughs> I heard that too, and I'm like, that's so cool. Also, please stop. <laughs> please kill this technology before it gets out of hand. Before it kills us. <laughs> yeah, now that we know the robots can steal our faces and steal our voices. <laughs> and it doesn't matter. Because, yeah, I would have bet $100 that that was Mark Hamill. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I want to say he was on set because it, it, they probably did it the same way they did it in season two of Mandalorian, where it was like him another guy whose face who's who does like the body capture yeah and then they they sort of put it all together because if you spoofed the voice with a computer then goddamn that computer gave a pretty great performance it did it did yeah as i said in my review for the episode it's it's not a hundred percent and i doubt it ever will be Mm. but it's pretty fucking close probably how it should be where it's like yeah let's yeah. maybe not have this technology be a hundred percent yeah but no they, I, I was actually surprised at how much they did with him because i figured oh Absolutely. we'll just see him standing around he'll talk Same. off talk off screen like he's been doing every now and then but then there's like he's there interacting with ahsoka and talking and and jumping mm-hmm. around things and yep. everything yeah carrying carrying grogu on his back the same way that he carried yoda in dagobah even some of those shots are just straight up dagobah yeah and that's the same backpack he used in empire strikes back i like things like that (laughs) even the lessons he's teaching grogu are straight up just stuff that yoda taught him yeah and oh fuck i i love i I love that this also hits home that like dave and and john aren't doing what the fucking fandom menace think they're doing where they're going behind everyone's back and re, uh, retconning the the sequel trilogy and it's like no he's building towards that absolutely yeah i don't know how people can see this and think that but then again it's like well those people are stupid so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they're out of their goddamn mind so <laughs> of course they would think that <laughs> But yeah, that's really cool. I, I love uh, when he basically gives Baby Grogu the choice. They straight up reference Lone Wolf and Cub yes. with the sword and the ball, only yes. the lightsaber and the Beskar, you know, yeah. choose. Yeah, and I have, I people keep saying he's going to choose like the, the the Mandalorian, the little the the mithril uh chain mail yeah, it's um, totally but, mithril yeah but i i think he's going to choose both just because like in that in the previous episode they 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 hit hard so home that tar Vizsla made this and he yes. was a jedi and a mandalorian and Absolutely. they were doing all that and it's like this is going to be he's going to be the second jedi mandalorian yeah i'm glad we we're totally of the same mind there matt because yeah they're like you know tar Vizsla changed the world was jedi and mandalorian all at once and i'm like grogu could be that again though like and, why why y'all and, even playing and and as well that adds as well to luke's story where he sees that attachments can be good yes it's about learning yeah. from the past and trying to do stuff different again it's it's this beautiful theme that boba himself started you know we all need to find our tribe we all need to find mm-hmm. the place that we belong and grogu is torn because he feels like he belongs to both yeah 
it's beautifully thematic. It's like they wrote it to be that way, and some people are unwilling to see it. <laughs> Media illiteracy is rampant through the it, world these days. It really, what charity do I have to give to <laughs> to like help people in need of media literacy? <laughs> and so you see that thing they mentioned at the beginning came back over here. Yes. Yeah. Now we will discuss what a character arc is and how yeah, really. just because it happens here doesn't mean it's finished here and it will continue in this other thing and this other thing yeah. you haven't seen yet. Is is this what binging culture has done where people are used to watching stuff all the way through? I think so. So, the second, so like the second something ends, like that's the worst ever and it's yeah. going to stop right there. No, it's not. Yeah. The story's yeah. not done yet. I, I think you're onto something there. Yeah. Because, yeah, cause, yeah the, just before, like, The Mandalorian and all that stuff, everything used to just be dumped out in, like, a whole mm -hmm. season. Whereas, And then since The Mandalorian came along with the weekly thing, you know, people have been starting to complain. Because they don't know how they don't know about it. Sto stories aren't done. Yet. I would also maybe call it like the cinema cinification yeah. of people's viewings, where it's like people are watching stuff with a fine tooth comb. They're not actually getting into it. Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh, it was dumb that he did that. No, it makes sense for his character. It makes sense for the theme. Yeah, that's what that's what blows my nut about the whole goddamn thing. Also, uh, God, I, I mean, we got to talk about Timothy Oliphant coming back. How fucking cool was Van? Yeah, they, they, they got a cameo from Raylan Givens to come do his, his U.S. Marshall stuff in space. Yeah, oh, is that? Uh, yeah, he really does, <laughs> where he's, like, taking it to the space drug dealers. <laughs> That's fucking great, where he's like, leave the drugs, leave the money. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that he's still such a badass, even without his armor, though yeah. I bet he wishes he had it at the end, though. Yeah, because we get Zeke fucking motherfucking Bane. Oh my god. I fucking loved that moment, because obviously as fans of the animated stuff, we feel so vindicated. And also, for a second there, we got to know something that regular audiences didn't, because a lot of people who were just watching this had no idea who that guy was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and why we were all losing our minds. Yeah, I thought that was great. And, and of course, it's a Dave Filoni episode, of course he's going to be in there. Man, like, there's, like, some sort of record now between all these characters that have been canonized <laughs> in live action. Saw Gerrera, Cad Bane, Ahsoka. Uh, am I missing anyone else? I, I feel like there's four. Uh, I guess Fennec was live uh, action before Bo she was animated. Bo-Katan. Bo-Katan, there we go. Yep, that's the one. Yep. Hot damn. And, and the fact that they're doing this now means we're probably going to get to see more of it later. Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, I know in that in that final episode, we're definitely getting a Boba Fett Cad Bane showdown. Ah, because that was in one of the unfinished Clone Wars episodes that they yeah. never got to do, where they were going to definitively explain yeah. why Boba's helmet has yeah. the dent in it. And they, I hope they do that, and I hope that people just shut the fuck up about that now. <laughs> absolutely, you, you need that moment too, because it's like it's that great passing of the torch from cad who was the greatest bounty hunter in the universe to boba who became the greatest bounty hunter mm -hmm. in the universe yeah and to see them showdown again will be interesting too because boba doesn't want to be a bounty hunter anymore he wants to be more well cad very much represents everything boba could have been yep. if he never dreamed of more like think about that cat's an old ass man who's worked for every major villain in the star wars it, universe and is still doing the same shit he was doing it's the perfect uh representation of like good the bad the ugly he's uh, cad bane's fucking angel eyes and oh, fucking yes, Bo is. boba fett's just clint eastwood you know man with no name 
Oh my god, you see, it's even, it gets even better too, because literally that showdown with the deputy, Vanth, and Cad was yeah. straight up the graveyard yeah. from uh, Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. Yeah, the only difference is Angel Eyes won that, one yeah. wins this fight, you know. <laughs> wins this fight, because it's the penultimate episode. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, oh god, I could talk about, uh, I was gonna say Mandalorian, but it's technically Boba Fett, but it's all one, I could fucking talk about this all day. Yeah, yeah, no, again, yeah, people need to realize it's all one big story. Yeah. This is just Which, the book of Boba Fett within the within you know the large novel that is the Mandalorian and the sequel trilogy. Which makes me think, you know, is the Obi Wan show and Ahsoka show going to be much the same? Probably, yeah. And then I guess we still got that Cassian Andor show too. Yeah, that starts shooting season two like in a couple of weeks. Oh, really? So the show isn't even out yet, and they're already filming the next one. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. I wonder what that one's going to be like now, because, like, all of these other Star Wars things have their own very unique flavor based in, like, samurai movies and western movies. I wonder, is it going to go, like, full spy movie, maybe? Because we haven't really gotten that taste yet. Yeah, I imagine that's what it's going to be like. Yeah, very uh, sort of, I, I, I wouldn't say James Bond, but, like, yeah, that super spy sort of stuff. Maybe, like, Born or something. Yeah, Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, stuff like that, yeah. Which I'm totally cool with, and there's so many directions you could go with it. Absolutely. Man, I, I keep hoping, too, maybe maybe we'll get a little, like, Agent of the Empire in there somewhere. <laughs> maybe if they're looking to recanonize a character like they did Thawne, I'm like, come on, come on, canonize this character, please. <laughs> That's the one I'm holding out for. Because <laughs> think what a great antagonist he would be like, I'm you, but for the other side. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so there we go. Uh, I guess with that, we can hop over into what we read this week, and uh, you and I actually made a really good chunk in uh, our books this week, which is good. We certainly did, yeah. Uh, where where would we like to begin, Matt? Uh, let, let's begin with Dark Knights of Steel. Yes, that's right. Uh, a big flashback issue. Alfred promised at the end of the last one that he was going to tell Bruce the true origin of his family and then the kingdom of everything, and uh, we got that story. Yeah, and it's it's pretty cool pretty cool it is i uh, i like the elves who obviously came from a planet that was destroyed due to ecological disaster tried desperately to save this dark ages society from a volcano yeah a volcano of all things and uh, a volcano that like uh for a brief minute there Jorel thought was like precursor to like what happened to their planet mm. it was like oh fuck we need to stop this he's, he's got a little planet blowy uppy PS, ptsd as you might imagine yeah and he uh he devises like a way that they so him and lara can't intervene or they don't want to because then they expose themselves so he comes up with a plan for the kingdom uh the wayne kingdom's people to like do stuff like dig trenches for the lava and all that stuff and he delivers it to uh their servant lex luther uh who is is he's, he's against like science and everything in this he's like all about the astronomy and everything yes. which is great he's, he He's a flim flam man scientist. Yeah. He's like, oh, my star charts and my horoscopes and my goop have told me. Yeah, the bones didn't say it was going to erupt. <laughs> that's that's fucking great because we all kept wondering. It's like, well, yeah, when's Luther going to be in this? And they found a great role for Luther. Yeah, oh, it, it gets better. It gets better. Oh, it, it gets so much better. You know, the L's you know try really hard to get king thomas and martha to trust them so they actually basically give them baby superman to hold while they go and do the superhero thing yeah and they they end up saving the the kingdom and are, are heralded as heroes and are, mm -hmm. are welcomed as basically 
part of the Wayne family now. I mean, how can you not when you saved everyone from yeah. getting flash fried by lava? Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, they end up growing, growing quite close with each other, a little too close because yes. Jor-El ends up having an affair with Martha. Oops. And that's how Bruce is born. Yeah, and you'd think Thomas would be really pissed, but uh, he actually can't have kids of his own, and by the time Bruce is born, he's like, eh, you know what, maybe I can forgive because I have the son I've always wanted now. I have the heir for my kingdom, you know? And he's like half super god, so all right. Yeah, he's cool with that. He's cool with that. Bruce's birth basically saves an entire kingdom from war. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, that's kind of cool. That's pretty cool, yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, because Thomas and Martha Wayne are always fated to die, they are killed during a carriage ride by the Green Man. Yeah, the Green Man, who we find out is actually Lex Luthor, who, after the explosion of the... Uh, the volcano he actually found a green rock and at first you think ah, oh, it's just it's, it's kryptonite well, it wasn't kryptonite it was a fucking green lantern ring yes meaning that he is luthor a green lantern and kind of the joker too because yep. the power drives him crazy and, and gives him green hair and a little sinestro in there because his costume is like an inverse of sinestro where it's got like oh, the yeah. black down the middle and like where he would have the blue where sinestro would have the blue it's green Mm-hmm. and uh what is it and a little uh joe chill too because he yep. kills the lanes yep and uh, with her dying breath uh martha says oh you know you you need to be uh you need to take over the kingdom because you're good people i trust you and you know maybe one day you know with your guiding hand they'll accept my son as king yeah even though he is a bastard yep and I'm like, oh, well, that's clearly leading to something because now Bruce is all full of himself. He's like, yeah, maybe I can be king. Maybe I can, you know, replace Jor-El. And, you know, Cal and the sister are probably going to have a problem with that. Yeah, probably. Uh, maybe not Cal, but, like, definitely uh, Zala. <laughs> yeah, once they put that together. And I'm like, oh, now we're going for some real Game of Thrones. Which kid yeah. will wear the crown in the end? Exactly, yeah. So Game of Thrones. This, these last two uh, uh, issues have been really Game of Thrones-like. Oh yeah, secret affairs, secret children, you yep. know, anyone can die at any moment. Yep, yep. <laughs> but yeah, fun stuff, I dug it. It was so cool, yeah. Yeah, the, this series <coughs> continues to move from strength to strength. Mm -hmm. uh, I had a Spider-Man book this week, I mm -hmm. had a Amazing Spider-Man 88. Yeah, what's going on in that? Uh, they finally revealed the new villain, uh, Queen Goblin. Okay. Uh, their reasoning behind why this villain is coming out now and what their deal is is actually shockingly smart okay what is it so remember how i told you how uh dr kafka was the only one who was actually trying to help ben because she knew he was a clone and everything while mm -hmm. they were deleting his memories yep so they take her prisoner basically and they're like well we can't let you keep helping our big asset that we've sunk so much money and we're going to keep you prisoner mm -hmm. until we find out what to do with you and what they do is fucking genius. You're probably thinking, oh, did they fill her with science juice and make her uh, fucking Queen <laughs> Goblin? Kind of. Here's the thing. I, I, you, you've been reading the book, so you know that, like, Maxine Danger has, like, a jar filled with, like, gross shit. Yep. And it's like, well, what the hell's in the jar? We finally figure out what the jar is this issue. Is it a symbiote? No, actually. Smart, smart guess, though, but no. So remember at the end of Nick Spencer's run how the Sin Eater was running around and, like, divorcing people from their sins? Mm-hmm. And how eventually the sins made it back to everyone? Mm-hmm. 
Well, the reason that Norman Osborn's sins never made it back to him and why he remained a good guy at the end of that book is because Beyond took his sins and put it into a jar. Oh, no. I didn't know you could do that. <laughs> I didn't know it either. They're like, we're fucking great at science. Don't ask any questions. <laughs> so they take all of Osborn's sins and put it in Kafka, turning her into the Queen Goblin. Oh, no. And I'm like, that is the quickest explanation for a new goblin villain ever. You know, a fucking round of applause. Yeah, wow, wow, wow. I, I, I definitely thought that they were going to, like, draw that out a little bit more. They did not. I respect them for not drawing it that, out. That, that, that's point. really sad as well, because I, I just reached those issues where um, Kafka and Ben are kind of bonding over both being mm. clones and, like, Kafka making Ben, like, remember, like, his past memories with Uncle Ben and stuff like that. Oh, that's really sad. <laughs> Oh, it's incredibly sad and tragic. It's the saddest fucking thing ever. And they send Queen Goblin to go kill Jamie because she escaped with the flash drive and she's going to take it to the bugle and she's going to expose everything Beyond is doing. Oh. And and Queen Goblin doesn't even know she's doing it either is the worst part. And okay. it means Ben has to fight the only person who was actually like on his side. Oh, no. <laughs> but Ben sucks now, too, because they've deleted so much of his memory, he doesn't even remember with great power comes great responsibility anymore. Yeah, I remember that, yep. So he saves Janie and then just leaves Mary Jane to get killed by Queen Goblin. Oh, no. Because he's completely gone in the head now. He's the perfect puppet for Beyond. Oh, no. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, this this took a real dark turn, didn't it? That makes sense as well, because we've, we've gotten... Uh covers and art of like both spider-man also fighting each other so again it makes sense now and now it even makes even more sense to where it's like wow peter needs to get back in the saddle not just to reclaim the mantle mm -hmm. of spider-man but also to save ben from yeah. beyond yeah yeah and i'm like wow that's really interesting you found a way to have the two spider-man fight and have it not be stupid yeah it sounds like in these last couple of issues they're they're really kind of turning things around on the book because like there was yeah. there's that there's that moment between uh between like the start and then this point where it's kind of rough yeah all the writers right. don't know what the fuck's going on and everything they seem to be figuring it out again they seem to yeah. have gotten back on their feet and i really like it for that that's cool that's cool yeah what uh, what else did you have matt uh well, sticking with marvel i had uh fantastic four reckoning war oh yes the big new <clears throat> dance lot fantastic four event that a lot of people were excited about what uh what's what's this about oh uh, well this is about nick fury oh is it really holy shit mostly yeah uh nick fury finally been... explaining what happened to him after coming back from being <laughs> uh the not quite watcher yeah so he's actually been working with uaru and he's been sort of like uaru's agent and they've been tracking uh these these beings called the reckoning who have been uh sort of setting up uh warlike races with technology way beyond their grasp mm. and uh uh nick finds out that the technology they've been being set up with is uh watcher technology like oh. very very old watcher technology from the first war Ooh, holy uh, shit um and uh he before they can uh tell the other watchers or alert anyone the fucking moon is blown up by the badoon <laughs> uh-oh uh, because miss that yeah because the badoon have these weapons um so they blow up and then down on earth it's fucking all chaos because the moon's fucking raining down on new york and whatnot so all the heroes it's gonna are, be a bit of a problem all the heroes are rushing around trying to fucking sort everything out um the fantastic four figure out that it's like moon rock so they they figure out that the moon is fucking gone um so they decide to head up to like where it was just to sort of 
check out what's going on and while they do that all the heroes are sort of dealing with a Badoon invasion because the Badoon suddenly turn up and and start wreaking havoc through new york there's a fucking great bit where where dan slot pays off a uh a like almost 15 year old story that he started in his she hulk book in 2004 oh, really uh where um uh, She-Hulk and all that are like fighting down on the ground and she sees uh, Justice Peace and Justice Love TVA agents appear. Oh, And, and shit. she's like, who the fuck are you guys? Like, I know you guys. Fucking stop this. You're, you, you're from the future. You can fucking stop this. And they're like, <laughs> how the fuck can you see us? You shouldn't be able to see us. And uh, Justice Love remembers back in that story in 2004 how they picked up Jennifer and took her in like a time travel adventure and they took her to one oh, future. Oh, I think I remember that story, They took, took her to one future, which was this. Oh, holy shit. And, wow, uh, way, way and, to go, Dan and how, play the long game. Somehow they, like, it's implied that she's part of, at fault for all of this at some oh. something. Uh, we're kind of left there with that story, not knowing what the fuck's going on with that yet, but I imagine we'll get some more of the uh, other issues. But, um... Up in space, they the 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 Fantastic Four find that Nick Fury is still alive, and they bring him on board. And like the the Watcher is fucking gone, everything is fucking gone on the moon. Uh, but the Watcher managed to like copy all his data and everything about like his knowledge and everything about what's going on into like this weird orb thing, which I think is the oh, same one that the leader used on oh. in a Hulk book. Like it's called the it's like an encyclopedia of like watcher knowledge and oh yes uh, i remember that from yeah. immortal hulk uh yeah. al ewing referenced that story when uh yeah. leader tried to be as smart as the watcher and ended yep. up like blowing up his brain yeah yeah uh reed of course being the scientist he is wants to like put it on his head because naturally it, you know it's reed uh so he does so and he ends up getting like a history lesson on what the reckoning are and we learn that the reckoning are the porcillians which is a very old marvel race that debuted back in like the 60s and Sounds um like the perfect thing for a fantastic four story and, and we learned that before the watchers were watchers they were called the luminous and they traveled the because because they traveled the universe and they look like balls of light Fair. um and they wanted to share their gifts with the, the different civilizations so they ended up giving them technology and everything and some of these races ended up uh turning warlike and using that to like make nuclear weapons and cause a a, a universe-wide nuclear holocaust oh that's bad um and that race turned into the reckoning and to ensure that the because nine tenths of the universe was destroyed to ensure that last tenth wasn't destroyed they ended up walling the uh the reckoning and everything off in like an ex an exclusion zone called the barrens and it's all mm. full of like toxic waste and all sorts of shit so sort of like the source wall around oh, sort of thing um and we find out that somehow they've managed to get out and uh it's been like four or five billion years and uh their leader wraith is still uh still pretty salty about what the watchers did no doubt uh, and wants revenge and that's where Sounds we good. leave that's where we leave the issue sounds like a solid setup for a fantastic four story yeah very steeped in like marvel history definitely sounds like something dan slot would yeah. do too and he keeps off, it like... he, he keeps it all like consistent as well it doesn't retcon anything it's all like still above board with like how huh. things were already set up in other books and everything well that's cool i like that yeah sounds like a solid uh endorsement from matt mm. 
what else was this week? Oh, I guess Batman came out this week, didn't it? Yeah. We were talking about Joshua Williamson writing freaking everything. He had, uh, what is it, like two books this week. Yep. So uh, how about that Batman, huh? It was all right. I kind of wish we learned a little bit more about uh, Abyss already. Yeah, they're drawing out that mystery, aren't they? Yeah, and we don't know bugger all about them. Not really. I, I would say this was like Luthor's time to shine. This was like <laughs> his big issue. Williamson's got a lot of plans and ideas for him, including Lex Luthor having his own Bat-themed costume. He had a Superman yes. one. Now he's got a Batman one. Now he's got a Batman one. And yeah, I, I made the joke about like, what's his Wonder Woman costume going to be? He's going to go over to Wonder Woman and decide, I'm going to lead the Amazons. <laughs> now I've decided. Only a man can lead the Amazons. Yeah, as only a man can do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's going to tell Queen Apollo to get back into ye olde kitchen. <laughs> and then he's going to wear a brand new Wonder Woman costume that's just a bunch of thigh-high green leggings yeah. and like a tiara with a big L yeah. on it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we do learn the costume was actually meant for Bruce if he joined uh, Batman Inc., but Luther basically co-opted it. Yeah, because that wasn't going to happen. I think it's amazing that he built it, though, just because he thought, like, on the off chance, on, like, yeah. the zero zero percent chance he said yes. Yeah, well, you know, he really built it for himself. <laughs> oh, of course. Oh, yeah, naturally, he's <laughs> lying. He, he's that guy who gives you a gift knowing that, like, you're going to re-gift it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we learn a lot more about uh, Batman's cop buddy, too. Apparently, her parents went missing mysteriously, which is why she became a cop. Yeah, do we think she's Abyss? Well, I mean, she, they're definitely doing, like, that whole, oh, you know, she can't be in two places at once thing, but I wouldn't be shocked either. Yeah. I I think it has something to do with that wine story that uh, Luthor told. I think <laughs> that and the parent stories are actually related. Yeah, that was a bit too specific in the, yeah, where it's the, like, in the stories. Yeah, that, that woman, like, her family was killed or something. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like, why are we getting all this, like, page real estate devoted that, to these two big, long stories if they won't end up mattering? That woman is Kaya. That's what I'm thinking, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, and that woman was actually me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we get a little bit more time, too, with uh, Batman, Inc., and they're, they're acting kind of weird. They're acting kind of flighty. They get all up mm -hmm. in uh, blind Bruce's face over a bunch of stuff. Yeah, they they, they kind of like, yeah, we don't need you, Batman. We're, we, we've got the money of Luther now, and, and mm -hmm. he's got to do a mission. We don't need Batman's oversight anymore. And, yeah, they're acting very strange. Absolutely. The Hood, the Robin Hood guy, like, literally takes a swing at him, and Batman <laughs> manages to beat him up even though he's blind. Yeah. <laughs> Which I thought was funny. I'm like, man, I haven't seen a British man uh, embarrass himself like that in a long time. <laughs> oh, you want to fight? You want to fucking go, Batman? <laughs> <laughs> Judo chops him down. <laughs> And, of course, as we find out, Batman Inc. was, you know, messed with. They were infiltrated, not by Luther, but by Abyss, who's seemingly controlling them. Yeah, and Abyss, at one point, was working with Luther, because uh, earlier in the issue, when he suits up as the Batman, um, Luther is attacked by Abyss, and they, yeah. they mention about, like, some deal they had. That clearly went south. Yeah. Which makes you wonder, why would he turn on him now? Yeah. I'm, I'm sure we'll find all that out next issue. I imagine an unmasking and a big monologue coming soon. Hopefully, hopefully. I do appreciate that they are doing a mystery, and it's like, yeah. okay, it looks like there are clues I'm supposed to be picking up here and that this might Abs matter later. Absolutely, yeah. Because, like, it's even implied, to the whole, you know, Batman, Inc. murders a villain is just so Batman would come from Gotham to mm -hmm. here. Yeah, yeah, well, they even say that at the end, that this was all to bring 
uh, Batman and Luther to together. to together at in Bedizia. Yeah, which means it's one of those uh, oh so classic hero and villain must put their differences aside to fight a greater villain. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's that one. It was all right. Yeah. Uh, what else did you have, Matt? Uh, ooh, I had Sabretooth, issue one. I had this, too. Uh, I don't know what I was expecting going into this, and this was not what I expected. <laughs> this was, yeah, this was not what I expected, but in the best possible way, because it was pretty fucking good. Yeah, they, they take a turn with this one. It's basically, you know, it answers the question, what is life like in Krakoa's pit? You know, biggest, you know, nastiest punishment that uh mutant kind can give to people and we see Sabretooth living in it and it's basically just him in his own mind killing people he doesn't like over and over again he even hijacks the little appendices pages and it's just like you know thoughts uh, flying out of his fucking brain yeah yeah yep, uh, yeah it's just uh he's stuck in his own mind and uh every time he dies he he gets like rebirthed in, in some way and he can't remember what happened or anything um, and that's when Douglas comes. Douglas, the the MVP of of Hickman's uh, X Men run. <laughs> Hard to deny, he's making the run, the rounds in every book now, and I especially like him here because he's like, yeah, me and Krakoa talked, and we think what was done to you was kind of cruel and unusual punishment. You were mm -hmm. the first mutant sacrificed on the altar of this great new nation, despite the fact that like Magneto and Mister Sinister and Mystique. <laughs> Uh, sentenced you here and we know they're all evil yet you know we punished you like you were different and, and not only that there's the whole thing where like uh xavier kept keeps on saying and, and keeps on saying right now as well as that is oh it's going to be different it's always mm -hmm. it's going to be different and there's like nothing different about this at all it's like he just underwent punishment that would have happened regardless and in a weird way too it's like you almost have to respect victor creed because he's like no i know myself I know I would never, you know, dance around the Maypole in this fake nation happiness mm -hmm. shit that you're all putting together. Yep, yep. Where it's like, he's a violent sociopath, but he's like the most honest of all the villains. Yeah, he which knows is what why he is. To, which is why they had to throw him down there first, because they know he would never go along with any of this. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like, even other, like, hardcore villains like Omega Red, they eventually got to go along by twisting their arms in one way or another. Yeah, but there's no way they could have done that with Victor Creed. No, because he's like Wolverine. It's like, I'm unkillable and essentially immortal. You cannot make me do anything I don't want to do. Yeah, yeah. And so the deal Doug makes him is like, okay, what if, you know, your body will still be stuck here? Maybe the island will be feeding off you psychically. <coughs> We're not still 100% sure what that is. But in return, you know, you can be free in your mind and you can mm -hmm. run any scenarios you want. You can basically, you know, life is a video game now. Yeah, you do whatever. You, you basically go out into the fucking Ready Player One world basically and uh he does that he ends up killing his way through the x-men and like everyone that's hurt him but then he starts thinking eh what if i do something what if i be more than a hired gun or a hired assassin what if i what if i actually end up being like a credible threat once they they actually bring up some really interesting ideas about prison where it's like you know isn't the whole point of prison supposed to be you know rehabilitating people mm -hmm. you know maybe i should use this time to better myself and he creates the feral council which is his id ego and super ego personified as the beast the captain and the boy yeah yeah which I thought is interesting. I'm like, wow. So uh, was it? Everyone gets a council now. The council of reeds. The council of red. The feral council now. Yeah, yeah. The octopus and his council. We're gonna have to have like a big event where it's like the the, the war of the councils or something. Naturally. 
honestly, I'm surprised they didn't call it the Council of Creed, and I'm like, ah, see, it's a little too close to the Council yeah. of or, Reed. Yeah, or just the Creed or something. Oh, the Creed, yeah, absolutely. And apparently, you know, uh, Sabretooth's imagination ends up growing so powerful, he's actually able to sort of manifest himself on Krakoa, and people think they're seeing ghosts. Yeah, ghosts and, like, spirits in the trees and whatnot. And uh, Zul thanks to, yeah, him, like... Uh, becoming like King Creed and and fighting his way through being kind of like Conan and fighting his way I through all these things and then he goes to space as the Star Jammers and makes like space CIA and and I'm like hey now no one wants to be the Star Jammers Victor <laughs> well Victor does <laughs> Victor clearly does which uh, what does that say about him he didn't want to be the Guardians he wanted to be the Star Jammers it's because it's they're X Men adjacent that's why yeah uh, and then he basically he basically becomes Mephisto of Krakoa yeah he turns the pit which was supposed to be like a humane way to punish people he turns it into an actual hell and crowns himself devil yeah and um as we learn throughout the issue he's like as Douglas and Xavier and all that have said he's gonna be like the one and only inmate of this prison mm-hmm. uh but that doesn't turn out to be the case as a bunch of mutants are dropped into this hell and seemingly dropped into like the exile basically mm-hmm. Yeah, five randomly dropped there with really nothing connecting them. No, no, they're just like, yeah, five random mutants. Yeah, you, you gotta wonder there. It's like, I'm sure moving forward we'll find out, like, what was the thing you did? What was your sin against Krakoa that got you thrown down here? Yeah, and again, like, like Xavier's kind of going back on his deal there, you know? Very much so. Yeah, so what's going on? What's going on up, upstairs? <laughs> Yeah, there'll, there'll be no prisons on Krakoa. What what did these people do? My first assumption until I looked into it, I'm like, oh, are they all psychics? Are they all precogs? But no, though. No, yeah, there's like Melter and uh, what was the other guy's name? Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, a bunch of like like ran, really random mutants. Mutants you've heard of, mutants who like have their own Wikipedia pages, but not much else going on. Yeah. I also think it's kind of interesting, too, where it's like, hey, is Sabretooth still going to be the main character moving forward, or is it more about these characters escaping him now? Well, I, I have a feeling that he's going to he's gonna somehow turn them into, like, his, like, horsemen. Mm, and they're going to they're gonna be, maybe they can, maybe the whole thing is maybe they're there on a mission for something, mm, and they can, they can go back upstairs, and they end up being, Did- like, his spies or something. Did Doug send them down there to be like, oh, okay, he's grown too powerful now, I fucked up? Yeah, I'll send five random mutants down. Yeah, that'll do it. <laughs> so there you go. But yeah, big, big concept idea for Sabretooth, a character who never gets big concept ideas, because I feel most writers come to the realization where it's like, oh, he's kind of a dumbass, Victor, and if you change that about him, he's not really the same character anymore. Yeah, who'd have thought that, like, giving him that self-awareness would actually change so much about him? Absolutely. It, it is funny, too, that he takes over the appendices, and it's yeah, just like, yeah. it's like Sabretooth's deep thoughts that, yeah. like, aren't deep at all. No, no, yeah. <laughs> There's something endlessly funny about that, where, yeah. you know, the appendices, which are usually to explain big ideas and scientific concepts, <laughs> it's just freaking, you know, Victor's train of thought. Yeah, I like killing. Killing is yeah. fun. <laughs> yep. I, I'm one note, but that's also kind of what's great about me at the same time, too, <laughs> that I am so, you know, unbelievably one note. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that wasn't the only X-Men book we had this week, either, because we also had X-Lives of Wolverine 2. I haven't read this one yet. 
Okay, I'll be brief with it then. Oh, Eric Santee helping us out again there. Uh, the master's tools will never dismantle the master's house. X-Men, I'll make a better house myself. Creates a few of the same problematic systems as humans. Yeah, that's, yep, put that on yeah. the dust jacket, and, Eric. And, you got it. And it, 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 it's still like, uh, like boggles my mind that people can't see that. Oh, I know. It's it's like the the like the ideas and themes are so overt. Yeah, yeah, they're they're so in your face, and people still can't understand why. Like, I'm like, oh, the mutants are acting like villains and all that sort of stuff, and it's like, yeah, they fucking are. They're doing war crimes and whatnot. It's like every so often you see a tweet making the rounds where someone completely misunderstands RoboCop, and they're like, yeah. well, you know, that movie felt very copaganda-y, making the cops so cool. I'm like, that's. It's not what that movie was about at all, actually. Yeah. I'm not going to say you watched it wrong, but you watched it wrong. <laughs> Again, very overt in its messaging. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Uh, X Lives was okay. I think X Deaths is actually the more interesting one now, two issues in. It does sound more interesting. It is. X Lives is basically, it's, it's basically a bunch of short stories all stitched together, but they're trying to make it seem like it's one story. Mm-hmm. It's Wolverine and Team X. They're in Columbia. And Gene says, like, oh, you got to, like, break off and save Xavier because he was, like, protesting deforestation at this time. <clears throat> yeah. But Wolverine doesn't want to leave because he's like, oh, no, I know what day this is in my life. This is, you know, one of the days where I do, like, one of the worst things I've ever done that I can never take back. And now I have the chance to change it. Oh, no. <laughs> and it's like, God damn, we're in issue two, Wolverine, and you're already trying to butterfly affect the future. <laughs> But hey, in X Death, we know where that goes because clearly he does fuck up the future. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oops. Yeah, maybe Wolverine was the wrong guy for this job. Yeah, maybe, maybe, just maybe. <laughs> we get that. We get teenage Wolverine in the 1900s, like boxing bears and trying to rescue an ancestor of Xavier who's like a whaling boat captain. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah. Omega Red gets a fucking amazing joke in on that where he's trying to kill Captain Xavier where he's like oh my god a lord and a whaling boat captain you Xaviers have been practicing colonization for a long time I think <laughs> uh, and that's I'm, like, good. I'm like Christ when Omega Red is burning you <laughs> better just pack it all in yo <laughs> and the other story it's Wolverine hanging out with his first wife Itsu and he's like, oh, you know, this is so beautiful and so great. I guess my whole life wasn't horrible. Can I just stay here a moment longer? But, of course, Omega Red jumps into the body of his wife, and he has to uh, fight her, maybe even kill her, which Wolverine doesn't want to do, because if he kills her now, Dokken will never be born. Exactly, yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, Dokken will never be born. Oh, no. How terrible. <laughs> X-Factor won't have that their, their himbo character anymore. Oh, well, in that case, you know, shitty Dawkins, no thank you, but new himbo Dawkins, yes, please. <laughs> to think that's all they needed to save his character, can we make him a himbo, though? <laughs> they should do that with Jason Todd next. <laughs> Me just all muscles and face, no brain at all. <laughs> I like Something went wrong in the resurrection process, and he was born yeah. without a brain. <laughs> I like my red hood because it's shiny. <laughs> Guns go pew pew. Let's go fight the crime. <laughs> Batman's mean sometimes, and I don't like it. Batman should be nicer. <laughs> See, look, we ran a great Red Hood. That should be the new thing. He should just be dumb as fuck all the time. <laughs> no, no thinky thoughts, Jason. Yeah, just crowbar. Just crowbar all the time. Can I crowbar it? Sure, why not? <laughs> 
but yeah, it's it's fine, but it's like much like the first issue. It's like I've seen this story before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In many cases, I've seen the exact story they're referencing. Yeah. But yeah, I think X deaths will be much more interesting now that we know it's about Moira Definitely. and what Wolf and what Wolverine clearly does to time to ruin it. De- definitely, yeah. Yeah. So that's that one. Beyond that, I'll, I'll let you judge for yourself. But uh, okay. what else did you have? Uh, we had Justice League Incarnate issue four. Yes, I just finished this before we started. Holy shit, a lot happened in this, didn't it? Yeah. So we get a history of the DC universe via jo- Joshua Williamson. A complete retconning of the origins <laughs> of the DC universe, and you're thinking like, okay, didn't we just do this with Snyder only a couple years ago? Yes, and guess what? Get who? Guess who doesn't get mentioned? Perpetua. <laughs> but no but Perpetua. but but his Metal Wars does. <laughs> Metal Wars does because that was the last event. We have to honor that, but we don't have to honor Perpetua being <laughs> the one to create everything. It's in the beginning there was the great darkness and the great light that opposed it. Yeah, and uh, the light was cracked by the darkness, and that's what birthed the multiverse. <laughs> Yep, no no god forgers of planets or anything else. It was just it was very biblical. It's it's funny, you know, that that bit gets changed, but they'll actually keep Dr. Manhattan later, which blows yeah. my fucking mind that that's the bit they kept. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Cuz as we find out the great darkness has actually been influencing every villain from every famous crisis and even the crises you forget like fucking extant and shit yeah uh and they they, he's been uh influencing them while they they don't know that they're being influenced yes which wait didn't didn't they do the same thing with barbados wasn't he also influencing people Ah, forget about that (laughs) that didn't happen that's not a thing but yeah they've been doing that where the light has been influencing hero kind and in fact they basically say that the reason the dc universe is filled with so many heroes is because of the light's influence yeah they 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 call the heroes uh the multiverse's immune system and Which i like a lot uh, yeah and with every crisis the uh the monitor or whoever next to Etonian, anyone who's uh like adversing the light uh the darkness activates that uh, immune system and uh, that's what brings the heroes into the event basically yeah which i'm like yeah all right from a writing standpoint that makes sense the only villain who was above all of this was dark side because dark side is cosmically aware and oh my god you know joshua williamson loves the work of grant morrison because final crisis gets like a huge like, like final crisis is the feather in the cap well, of this redone of the history well, well basically this event is a final least final crisis too it's a yes, sequel it's, it's an exact sequel because in final crisis the miracle machine was what healed the multiverse yep. and this whole event has been building up to the empty hand building the oblivion machine to undo what the miracle machine did to undo superman's big wish and uh, the great darkness resurrected dark side after dying originally because they thought that he could weaken the light but Darkseid, of course, only cares about himself and doing his own thing. So e- evil battles the forces of nothingness because the great darkness is neither good nor evil. It just wants the universe to return to how it all started with nothing. Yeah. Which makes a lot of sense. And uh, yeah, apparently the great darkness also uh, influenced Dr. Manhattan to steal all those years. How yeah. about that? Yeah. <laughs> Again, you can tell where it's like, yeah, I guess Jeff Johns still has an important role at DC as a company, but Snyder is off doing Substack, so we'll try and keep the John stuff and wipe <laughs> the other stuff away that we didn't like. 
yeah, you can you can tell who's got a big stick to shake still and who doesn't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's fine. I'm not gonna miss Perpetua. I liked the Snyder stuff, but I'm not gonna fucking miss Perpetua. Nah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and again, too, God bless Williamson for being like, look, there was a couple years there when everyone was writing their own history of the DC universe, and you can't all be right. So I need to come in here and pick and choose what stays yeah, and what goes. Try and make sense of it all. Absolutely. Eric Santi, sad boy, chaotic, bisexual himbo is the best Dawkin. Agreed. <laughs> mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. took a long time, but they finally found the place where they, he belonged. They cracked the code, yeah. They did. It took a while, but they did it. <laughs> but yeah, so ho- holy retcons, Batman. Holy big, like, this is what happened now. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, uh, Thomas Wayne ends up getting infected by the Great Darkness because he tries to kill Dr. Multiverse, who can stop mm-hmm. the Great Darkness. Uh, he ends up getting killed by... Um, uh, dark sides the omega sanction and taken over into his own book um yes i was gonna say in a scene <laughs> that is directly referencing how dark side killed batman the first time yeah. i'm like wait but he didn't die that time he just went back in time and had a whole that series. was totally intentional <laughs> oh god 100 percent. and i'm like well i guess that explains how he gets to go and have his other book now yep <laughs> sad to see him go but i'll be happy to read it yep <laughs> <laughs> and you know it's like this is the moment where the heroes are at their absolute lowest they're like fuck you know we don't want to team up with dark side but we might have no other hope and we've lost the rest of our team and now thomas is dead you know what what the hell are we gonna do yeah and just captain carrot who's eh, we'll believe in the hope we'll be- he's the keep, heart of the team keep the hope yeah so he's a funnier character than we've ever had before captain <laughs> carrot if we get him right then we get the series right <laughs> I'm only half joking, by the way, because actually, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, Darkseid has his big final showdown with the empty hand and, you know, him being like, oh, I have the crack, which is Flash's Thunderbolt. And I feel so dumb for not figuring out that that's what it was supposed to be yeah. for so long. And he stabs the empty hand with it. And he's like, oh, Darkseid, you're the biggest idiot and the biggest puppet of them all. <laughs> this just so happens to be the power source that we need for our oblivion machine. My empty hand is empty no more. Yes, yes. Darkseid has basically doomed everyone. I will give them great credit, too, for working in the Morrison empty hand stuff to be like, no, no, no. The empty hand is the hand of the great darkness, the right hand, the hand. <laughs> that lifts out to the hand of light that is the hand that opens up when the dc universe expands and i'm like oh cool it used to be blue but now it's white and now we know it's white because great darkness great light good good on you it's not it's not dr manhattan anymore (laughs) yeah good good on you for fixing that though and having it make like artistic sense i dig that yeah yeah that's that's really what this issue was it's a lot of like house cleaning putting stuff back together and being like all right let's let's go to our finale that really won't be a finale because we are almost certain that this is going to continue over in justice league this is all just prelude for (coughs) justice league well yeah i figure the next issue will be like like the oblivion machine gets made it's it's about to be set off and then in justice league the the justice league in there in issue 75 get alerted come and Mm. try and save the day and end up getting fucking killed yeah, that makes perfect sense, actually. Yeah. And I'm so glad I've been doing this Infinite Frontier Justice League incarnate thing so I actually know what's going to happen over there. Yeah. <laughs> I imagine so many people are going to have so many questions, and I'm like, oh, there's two books you really need to read, everybody. <laughs> yeah, and they're, they're short books. They're like six issues each, so they're short. They are. 
breezy, breezy reads with a lot of shit going on in them. But yeah, this this is one of those ones where it's like, I don't think people understand how big this was, where it's like, hey, everyone, yeah. even if you haven't been reading this book, you need to because they rewrote the universe again. Yeah, this is big shit. Big shit. And also, too, I feel like this change is going to last for a while moving forward, because as we mentioned, Joshua Williamson is writing everything. Yes, he owns DC now, so yeah. Yes. <laughs> Apparently all you need to have a consistent universe is just have one man write everything. <laughs> yeah. Who'd have thought? Who'd have thought? Who'd have thought? To <laughs> take away everyone budding for, like, creative control and mm-hmm. sticking their fingers in pies, and look what happens. It all starts making sense. I, I love Joshua Williamson's rise from, like, I wrote a really critically acclaimed and fan-beloved Flash book that put a bunch of stuff back and made people very happy, and the powers that be rewarded him, and they're like, hey, can you do that for the rest of the universe? And he's like, I <laughs> yeah. sure can. Yeah, sure can. <laughs> Where do I start? <laughs> also, hey, Dr. Multiverse is also, you know, an agent of the light who exists to try and heal you know mm-hmm. the crack in the universe and heal but she might not be able to now yeah she was she was designed specifically for that and she can't yeah. do it <laughs> ben Parrish, i thought it was true form dark side's hand no 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 it's the gentry and the empty hand that's why yeah. the hand is empty when yeah. it reaches out that's why it's down it's, and the other one is open it's the whole left hand right hand sort of thing that's that's why the empty hand also all the fingers are all the villains from all the other crises yep <laughs> Again, the ones you know and the ones you totally forgot, like Extant, which makes sense because Extant was in Infinite Frontier for a minute. Yes, he was. So again, holy shit, Joshua Williamson thinks of everything. <laughs> He's got it all mapped out, man. Playing playing the goddamn long game, I tell you. <laughs> but yeah, so this one is really good, and if you're not reading Justice League Incarnate, you really need to because it's the most important thing at DC right now if you actually care about what's going on in continuity. Super important, yeah very very important uh all right what else did you have matt i i had one more uh so did i I did did we talk about x-men issue seven last week no we didn't actually and i haven't read it yet because i because fucking wolverine keeps stopping me up (laughs) i read it yesterday and it's you're you're gonna want to read you're gonna want to read it it. more stuff with cyclops and captain Uh, it looked good yeah so uh we actually get to see cyclops's death oh holy shit and what happens um we find out that uh this uh, the, the whole conspiracy with like you know how there's like he, he they wanted Krakoa, captain Krakoa and the team but like scott didn't want to so they yeah, like yeah. got rid of scott and now he has to be captain Krakoa and all that <laughs> um so yeah dr stasis like attacks new york with like his weird animal men and oh, yeah. they're fucking wreaking havoc and everything. And the X-Men, they're down a couple of members because Rogue, Polaris, and Jean are on Araco. So mm. it's like Storm... So it's uh, Cyclops, um, Sync, and uh, Wolverine, who and Sunfire, who've got to stop all these things. And they end up doing that. Sunfire ends up blowing up a building because it turns out that these uh, monsters, Dr. Stasis has turned their blood flammable. So when oh, he no. burns them, they just explode. Oh, that seems like a problem. Yeah, yeah, just a little bit. Um, we learn also that Sync can now take uh, Ulamun's powers when they're not even there because he taps into Jean's power and, oh. and uses it to, like, uh, uh, quell the fire. Wow, they gave Sync a hell of an upgrade, didn't uh, they? Fuck it, OP now, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Please nerf Sync in the next update. <laughs> um, OP. Um, but uh, 
Dr. Stasis realizes they're not getting what they want because he's like manipulating this battle and everything. Uh, so he sends his uh, his tiger man bear guy Bornan uh, out to like deal with it. And Bornan takes a baby and Cyclops rushes in to save the baby and he ends up getting his throat cut. And uh, he's fucking bleeding out in the trash and a guy arrives uh, in an EMT van and we learn this guy is Dr. Stasis. We don't see his face or anything. He's dressed up like a EMT. Uh, and he wants to try and like do an experiment so he tells Scott exactly where he is, where his base is and everything. And then he fucking kills Scott. And because it's out in the in the road and everything, people like see him dead. So too public, like we yeah. thought. Yeah. So and to keep the the resurrection protocols dead, Cyclops is essentially dead. Yeah. And um, he, he's brought back and he wants to know like what happened and everything. And Emma kind of refuses to show him and is like really coy about like what happened to his death and everything. And uh, he talks with Jean later on and realizes that uh, this is, and then it cuts to after his talk with Ben Urich, where Ben forgot about right, the resurrection. Yes. And he realizes that it wasn't Jean who, Jean realizes it wasn't her who erased his memories. It was Emma Frost who erased that Ben Urich's memories. Sense. And she's been sort of playing everyone against him. But Gene uh, and Scott realize that they're having to fight now against the Quiet Council because the Quiet Council essentially murdered him oh, uh, and, and everything, as well as Dr. Stasis. But I wow. I seriously think Dr. Stasis is somehow involved in the Quiet Council because it was just too much of a coincidence too for them to, to, to do this attack and him go after Scott, the guy that they wanted out of the picture to bring Captain Krakorian, you know? Oh, that's very interesting. That's very interesting. Because, yeah, because huh. yeah, they make a solid point of never showing Dr. Stasis's face and we yeah. never really know. We still don't know what his deal is yet. It's, pro it's probably not going to be him, but... If I was just to go based off of his design, I'm going to suggest it's a clone of Mr. Sinister. Mm. Just because he's got the high collar, he's kind of like in the whole genome sort of thing, yeah. things and everything, yeah. Hey, we had an extra Sinister lying around, so we sent it out to do dirty work for the Quiet Council. Yeah. Huh, I like that. Yeah. Yeah, sounds like that book has finally really found its footing. Yeah, so now, like, the X-Men, or specifically uh, Gene and Scott, are, like, kind of weary of the, the Quiet Council and everything. As, as they as, should be. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. I like that a lot, actually. Yeah, I imagine I'll really enjoy that issue once I read it. Yeah. Uh, I had one last book this week, and it was Detective Comics. Oh, I haven't read this one yet. Uh, again, I will try and keep it brief, then, for your benefit, but... Uh, this is an issue focusing all on Doctor Ware and Psycho Pirate. Yeah, I, I saw some of the previews of like Psycho Pirate coming to like Gotham in like a suitcase. <laughs> yep, that's what he does. He came back to Earth after being a Black Lantern for Dark Side and Infinite Frontier, yeah. and he's freaking the fuck out because he's just human again. And he's like, "Oh God, Dark Side's gonna kill me. Oh God, the Justice League Incarnate's gonna kill me. I, I need to hide. Oh, my childhood friend Tobias Ware, he'll hide me." I told you he's a childhood friend. I fucking knew it. Yep, childhood friend. Yeah, I imagine he is the guy we saw in the flashback. Yeah. And where, to his credit, is, like, pretty chill with it. It's like, geez, holy shit, Roger, what's wrong with that? I've never seen you this freaked out before. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, he tells him, like, all this multiversal stuff, and he's just like, whoa, 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 calm down. You can still use your powers, though, right? Yeah, you can still influence people's emotions. I got a great scam you would be perfect for. You and me pull this off, we'll be rich, and then, you know, you can go into hiding for as long as you want. Oh, that's awesome. 
It's brilliant. They, their big plan, they don't want to rule the city. They don't want revenge on heroes. They just want to make a bunch of money. Just money. That That's refreshing <laughs> it is it's just it's so beautiful and like where is worse than psycho pirate like psycho pirate is scared and where is clearly using him and where <laughs> is just this greedy degenerate we find out that he's actually fucking over the party crashers who he's supposed to be giving drugs to sell okay was he like tainting the drugs or something uh no he's giving them half real drugs half placebos <laughs> And they're like, what the fuck is wrong with you? We'll kill you right now. For it's like, no, 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 it's fine. You know, I'll get it for you tomorrow. You know, these things happen. And you're like, why is he only giving them half drugs? Because he's taking the other half of the drugs and selling them to the penguin. Ah, okay. So he's double dipping on the Gotham underworld, <laughs> but they both find out at the same time they got placebos. And they're like, we're going to fucking kill you in 24 hours if you don't get us what we need. <laughs> we're not the sort of people you trifle with. And where's like it's there's literally a scene where he's driving around and it's like Henry Hill in Pulp Fiction where he's making phone calls and smoking cigarettes. And, driving. <laughs> and he's like, look, it's OK. I only need 24 hours. We'll get the money from Nakano and we'll be out of here and we'll be done. But I got to get Dr. Meridian to OK it right but she won't do that because she doesn't trust me because she's not able to meet Dr. Ocean. <laughs> yes, Dr. Ocean. <laughs> Who is a psycho pirate, we find out. Yeah, yeah, I kind of figured that. He's he's hanging out in his office, and he's got, like, pill bottles and, like, fast food containers, and he's watching all the cameras and trying to keep people sane with his powers. Oh, no. And I, I'm guessing uh, when Anna killed, what's his mark in the last issue, that was, like, he, like, fell asleep or something. Well, well, even before that, he's like, it's too much. There's too many inmates, too many emotions, too much craziness. I can't control it, and I've been up for, like, 48 hours. No, no. Because, yeah, yeah, he has to sleep eventually, and the idea is, is that when they go to sleep at night, yeah, they get crazy again. Yeah, yeah. Until the next morning when he can pacify them. It's a whole big thing. And uh, uh, it's, it's just so funny that it's just this, like, hilarious-ass caper that these, yeah. like, two loser con men... Oh, I'm so happy it was. It, it turned out to be exactly what I thought it was going to be. Yep, no big plans, no big villainous anything. They're just, they're just two idiot con men trying to make a buck, and they don't even realize that they've lit the fuse on something huge and horrible that's going to blow up in all their faces. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's even more darkly hilarious because we know Ware doesn't even live long enough to see how fucked up everything gets. Because no, when they take yeah. over the hospital, they throw him out an open window. Yeah, he, he's like the fucking first to die. <laughs> he's the first to die, which, which again, you almost feel sympathetically bad for Psycho Pirate because his friend is making him do this because he needs the money. And we know Pirate is going to be all alone at the end of this. Well, well I was just going to ask you that. What if what we saw was actually Psycho Pirate controlling the inmates, and oh. he did like he he got sick of weird shit, and he's, he's the one who like ordered them to throw them out the window. Oh, that's fun! I like that. That would be interesting. Yeah, I guess we'll have to see where that goes. But yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. Detective Comics. I love I, I love the direction they're taking this in. Like you said, it's so refreshing to have villains who just want money. Yeah, yeah, it's. It, so good i'm so sick of it always being about like taking over gotham's underworld or something revenge. like that yeah revenge or something so to have that happen or breaking the hero it's so good and then it's so good as well to have mariko tamaki write this after having to write all that crap with like in, dumb uh, villain shit yeah dumb villain shit with vile and all that sort of stuff 
it feels like it really is deserving of detective comics. Like Batman is the Superman book. Detective comics is the crime book as it should be. Yeah. And sometimes crime is just a bunch of idiots trying to scam people out of money. (laughs) Absolutely. Hell, I even felt more sympathy for Nakano than I did forever in this issue, because where is stringing Nakano along to? Because Nakano wants to bring his wife to Arkham Tower to get some of this like miracle treatment for her depression. Yeah, yeah. And, like, uh, where's, like, oh, you know, just a couple more days, just a couple more days until I get my money and run. (laughs) So that's a hell of a thing. And I'm like, oh, I feel bad for him. This is the most, like, relatable he's been just trying to get help for his wife, and he's getting conned, too. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah, yeah, it's good shit. I like it. God damn. Also, the most fun psycho pirate has been in a long time after being a fucking prop in City of Bane. Here, he's an actual character. Yeah, that's right. He was in City of Bane, right? Right. Yeah. He's the whole reason Bane was able to do anything and he didn't get any fucking lines. It's really funny how a lot of these uh, these newer storylines like this, uh, the stuff they did with like uh, Wally West Flash and like it's all just been just to undo everything that Tom King did with these characters yeah. and the, like this is like this is this is like a better version of that whole Heroes like crisis yeah city of bane stuff with the 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 psycho pirate and everything um manipulating everyone yeah yeah this like i know we're early in the year but this is already like an easy contender for my top 10 just because it is absolutely. so different and weird and out there absolutely yeah and like it feels timeless mm-hmm. also just its use of time too of jumping around and everything mm-hmm mm-hmm you're gonna hate the backup story too. I know you've been hating uh, Nero's I, origin story. I did see worse. a little. I did see a little bit of it, and I, it involved like Penguin or something. Uh, Penguin and Tommy Elliot. Tommy Elliot gets him sprung from Arkham Asylum to basically go work God for Penguin as like a coat check boy. God damn it! And it's even it's even worse because that's written by like what Matthew Rosenberg. Yes. Yeah. That, God damn it. <laughs> here's the thing though like it's so, like you brought it up where it's like well it's so perfect that he meets all these characters it makes no sense this newest story is so perfect i'm like i bet none of this is actually happening i bet he's imagining all these it's, things yeah it's it's all like his mind like he's he's dreaming it like fantasy like oh i got to meet all these but really he's in like some fucking crack den or something or something yeah like he yeah. imagines himself as this great super villain who gets to hang out with every other important so, villain in batman's psycho gallery. pirates mate makes him believe that or something quite possibly because again they they keep bringing up this idea too in therapy that the villains when they talk about their lives and their crimes they describe it as like oh it's like a tv show or a movie that Mm -hmm. i'm watching but i don't know how to stop yeah they're not allowed to talk about that sort of stuff yeah yeah which i'm like oh that's interesting yeah I, I wonder if we are going to see some crossover in that because it's like, well, why why would this character get a whole backup story dedicated to himself yeah. if it didn't end up being important later? Yeah, see, if that's what it is, that's fucking genius. The, the only yeah. thing I would say is like from what you've told me about the backups and what I've seen, it should have probably been signposted a little bit earlier. Maybe that none of this is real, that this is fake. Yeah. That, you know, Nero is just like an egomaniac who's full of himself. Yeah, yeah. Nero also tries to kill uh, Dr. Meridian when uh, Psycho Pirate loses control for a minute, and he says, I need to kill her. She's the stealer of our dreams. <laughs> and I'm like, huh, I wonder if that means something. Probably does. I mean, is Meridian going to be revealed to be the true villain at the end of all of this, <laughs> that she's the bad one? We, we brought this character in from the cheesy movies and made her a bad guy. <laughs> I mean, that would be pretty cool, but nothing she's done so far, like, is evil. No, no, she's only tried to help. Yeah. 
and find Dr. Ocean, and I feel dumb for not realizing that Psycho Pirate was Ocean. <laughs> Get it? Pirates of the Ocean? Duh. <laughs> <laughs> and the fact that Ware is such a cheeky asshole that that's the fake doctor name yeah. he cooked up for yeah, him, yeah. Dr. Ocean. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> And, and and again like oceans 12 oceans 11 heist it's sort a, of it's a scam it's yeah. a con and a heist yeah. oh my god you're right yeah yeah <laughs> you know psycho pyre probably looked at that sign on the first dance like are you fucking for real toby really <laughs> dr ocean that's ah, funny come on get in there do your psycho pirate shit <laughs> Which is even funnier, too, that, like, Psycho Pirate cares enough about this guy as a friend that he doesn't use his powers on him. Yeah, well, we don't know that yet. It's true, we don't. Maybe they could. Yeah. Yeah, the fact that, like, assumedly no one should be able to boss Psycho Pirate around, but this guy actually lets him boss him around. Yeah, yeah, well, again, as you said, they're, like, friends, or, like, childhood yeah. friends, so, yeah. Maybe he knows he's gonna get, like, money out of it and gonna be able to hide and... That, that seems sort of to be the idea. He, he just wants the payday. Like, he's not a great planner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's not a great planner. He's like, look, I'll go along and do it, but, you know, I, I, I'm not an idea guy. <laughs> but, yeah, that's that's all the books I had for this week. Pretty, pretty good mix of books, I gotta say. A lot of highs. It was, it was yeah. A lot of really... Again, we like, this last year, we've had some absolute bangers every week. Mm. It's true. Again, you know, we just did our top ten list, it feels, not that long ago. But uh, already we have some very strong contenders. Yeah. Uh, what's actually coming out this week? Anything interesting this week? Ooh, I don't know. I know that Punisher book comes out soon. Ooh, does it? I think it's either this week or next week. I know everyone's losing their dang minds about Ooh, it. Oh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Okay, here's the release calendar. Oh, God, I, I hate how they put the release calendar together on this where it's like oh the 30th to the 5th i'm like no nah, i don't want that i just go to my local comic book shop they've got like a new release a uh, section that has like all okay. of uh, all yeah, the here comics. we go uh, league of comic geeks this is a good one this has all the good releases uh detective comics obviously because it's a weekly series amazing spider-man 88 dot beyond the slingers are coming back okay i don't know what the fuck i think Okay. Ben fought the Slingers in his Vegas book. I guess that's why. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, again, again, they're probably a beyond fucking probably manipulation. Yeah. Uh, we got <clears throat> Moon Knight number eight, Justice League Annual twenty twenty one. I I hate how they put the years in there now, but I, it's, it's like really annoying. So, it's really annoying, and like they're afraid to have annuals go beyond one for some stupid reason. Again, again it's that first one, that first issue is it's to sell. Yeah. Yeah devil's reign 4 oh that one's really chugging along wow that's almost finished it is yeah uh avengers 53 Ooh, uh namor versus black panther are they changing up the team soon because i know i needed <clears throat> to make another video before they change the team again i think i they kind of sort of are already yeah because they're fighting the multiversal masters of evil yeah. at the moment uh batman catwoman 10 is that done is that still going <laughs> that's still going and they've announced like a sequel a sequel which yeah. which i'm you will never convince me that these uh the, like this batman can one book the killing time book that's come out they would have just been the next arcs in his his fucking batman run you're probably right uh joker 12 as we head to the end of that series yes. new mutants 24 i didn't even know we were still doing new mutants but we are <laughs> uh darth vader 20 superman son of kal-el 8 x deaths of wolverine 2 nice uh radiant black 12 uh harley quinn the eat bang kill tour six i think that's the finale of that one Oof. uh i am batman six uh hawkeye kate bishop uh more gotham future state uh 
High Republic tra uh, Trail of Shadows number Ooh, five. Nice. Uh, Black Manta six. Uh, apparently that Black Manta book, from what I hear, and that Aquaman book is really good, and I should read both of them. Actually, I read the first issue of the Aquaman book, and it's pretty, it's pretty damn good. They lead, they they both lead into the uh, the upcoming was it Aquaman, Aquaman, Aquaman yeah. book, yeah, yeah, for, uh, which which also looks good. The art on that one alone, because that was like the uh, uh, what is it, the ad page and everything yeah. this week, yeah. And I mean, shit, the ad page must be good if it's got me that interested. <laughs> uh maestro world war m that's a thing i didn't even know that they're was a doing thing. another maestro this is like the fourth maestro book it has to be like third or fourth maestro book they've done in the last couple of years they, they must be doing good if they're given uh what is it uh, peter david more work yeah yeah Ooh, suicide squad blaze number one kind of like mm -hmm. a suicide squad horror story they're doing here have you seen this i have the, it's a um it's a it's black Spurrier. label it's a black label book isn't it yeah, from Cy Spurrier. Yeah, very much looking forward to that. I've been yeah, I've been meaning to read that they released a uh, a Peacemaker book this week or last yes, week. I bought it two I, weeks ago from Ennis. <clears throat> yeah, I've been meaning to read that because uh, apparently that's pretty good. Man, it's so funny to think Ennis put out a Peacemaker book. The creator of The Boys, which Peacemaker probably wouldn't have been able to have been made were it not for The Boys doing a thing. Yeah. Peacemaker, the show which mocks and kind of like unpacks Punisher-style murderous vigilantes written by Garth Ennis, the guy who made Punisher probably the top <laughs> murderous vigilante because of Marvel it's, Knights in recent memory. It's just a weird circle, weird it's this spiral circle thing. Here's the thing, too. Again, it's like, yeah, it's his origin story. And I'm like, yeah, I guess he never did get an origin story when they reintroduced him into the Suicide Squad. So it's his new origin for this new universe, but is different than the origin we've already seen in the Peacemaker TV show. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, I, I definitely want to. I, I want to read it. I haven't had a chance to read it, but I want to check it out. But it's it's a one shot, so you can probably read it anytime. Mm hmm uh what else was this week uh oh pennyworth number seven we were talking about pennyworth <laughs> what is that of seven of what how how big's the series is it like 12 issues or something i'm gonna assume it's 12 yeah it's 12 <laughs> fuck me <laughs> i can't i can't fucking believe it ever either uh hardware season one i know static ended just recently so i should definitely make time yes. to go back and read all of that now it's done yeah i'm gonna do a big uh milestone video i think with that and rocket and icon and probably hardware as well yeah, you and me both, because there's, you know, no, no better time than now to do it, definitely. Uh, anything else good or interesting? All right, we're here into all the indie stuff now. Yeah, I think I think that's everything. That's everything that's <laughs> coming out next week. And by next week, I mean today, if you're listening to this today. on Wednesday when it goes up. Yeah. So there you go, everyone. Thank you so much for watching and listening. We hope you enjoyed the show as much as Matt and I enjoyed bringing it to you. And we'll be back again next week, same time, same place. If you're a patron, be sure to uh, check it out over there. We try and get it up there as soon as possible in video and audio form. You can become a patron for as little as a dollar a month. And, uh, hey, check out our Amazon links down in the description and everything. That helps us pay the bills and make money and everything, too. If you don't want to commit to becoming a patron, buy buy the stuff i put down here wallets and ball razors and everything else <laughs> ball razors <laughs> gotta love them ball razors man also lord willing if they ever write me back i might be doing an amazon thing too like another amazon thing nice nice i i hope i didn't respond to their email too late i get into this horrible habit of not checking my email because i'm like oh who the fuck's writing me <laughs> but someone actually did with an interesting idea so there you go <laughs> All right, everyone. We'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.